All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords for the segment. Now we're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Hi, I apologize for being so loud. I didn't no. realize the mic was on. Yeah, I, I figured. It's funny because what makes me laugh at 8 in the morning is, yeah. is, is so interesting. And a little yeah. sniffle makes me laugh. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, it's, you know, find happiness in the small things. <laughs> the, the littlest things. Yeah. Isn't that a trick to, I don't know, a happier, more fulfilling life? Exactly. So, so thank you for providing me with that oh it's okay well it wasn't really me <laughs> i think it was a combination of uh, know, yeah, everything people, everything the but, live uh, studio yeah the live studio the settings and everything but mm. uh yeah mm. but so, if we can find happiness in the smallest of things that yeah. will be very nice wouldn't it yes, yes indeed it's time for us to turn our attention to keyword news as always we're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for you we adjust our tone just ever so slightly to take mm. a look at the ukraine crisis and its ripple effects this is our first keyword of the day. Further sanctions. So the United States has imposed more sanctions on Russia, uh, this time including its central bank and other sources of wealth. Uh, this seems to be where it hurts Putin the most, right? Mm. Economic sanctions. So what's the latest? That's right. So the sanctions against Russia's central bank prohibits Americans, especially from doing any business with that central bank, as well as freezes on its assets within the United States. Now, the new measures will also target uh, the National Wealth Fund of the Russian Federation and the Ministry of Finance of the Russian Federation as well. Now, a Biden administration official said the new sanctions will take effect immediately. Those comments were made on Monday local time. Uh, and this official who spoke on the condition of anonymity said the U.S. wanted to put these actions in place before U.S. markets opened. Mm-hmm. So that would be a Monday. Now, the official added that was because the U.S. government found that the Russian Central Bank was attempting to move assets and there would be a great deal of asset flight starting on Monday morning. So they're trying to obviously block that from happening. Um, the U.S. is also adding Kirill Dmitriev, another ally of President Vladimir Putin, to the sanctions list, as well as the direct investment fund that Dmitriev, uh, Dmitriev heads. Now, the Russian Direct Investment Fund, or RDIF, is officially a sovereign wealth fund, but is widely considered a slush fund for Putin. Um, now, this official said the U.S. expects its allies to take similar steps in mm. the coming days as well. It's kind of like a, a unified movement at the moment to put these economic pressures on Russia. Um, And this is just the latest in a series of sanctions that the US and its allies have imposed already to keep the pressure economically on on the uh, Kremlin. So it does seem like American and European leaders have taken direct aim at Putin's possibly greatest weakness, which is Mm. the Russian currency. And those penalties have already sent the Russian markets tumbling. Mm, That's right. Uh, Especially the foreign exchange markets with the Russian ruble, as you mentioned, falling as low as 111 on Monday to the US dollar. That's from 83 on Friday. That's more than a 20% drop. Uh, if that weakening holds, it would represent one of the high, uh, largest single-day mm. declines in the value of the currency ever recorded. Um, this has all actually prompted the Russian central bank to keep the country's stock exchange, the Moscow exchange, closed for Monday. Uh, and the Bank of Russia also doubled the country's benchmark interest rate to 20% from 9.5%. So the effects are certainly starting to show. All right, turning our attention to our second keyword of the day. 
Support to Ukraine. Uh, meanwhile, the Korean government has lent support to Ukraine and is uh, joining the economic pressure on Russia alongside mm. uh, U.S. and largely its European allies. Tell us mm. the details. Right. So Korea, in terms of humanitarian assistance to Ukraine, has decided to provide 10 million U.S. dollars worth. Uh, Seoul's foreign ministry said the assistance will be swiftly made following consultations with the governments of Ukraine and its neighboring countries, as well as with international organizations. And now President Moon Jae-in also ordered officials to set up contingency measures to minimize the impact of sanctions on Russia. Uh, Moon said last week that Korea will join international sanctions against Russia, which include export bans to the country. Speaking of which, Seoul will ban exports of strategic items and join other countries in blocking some Russian banks from what is known as the SWIFT international payment system. Mm. Now, this is uh, short for the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. Uh, It is a secure global messaging network that banks often use to make cross-border payments, and Mm. it ensures that global trade basically uh, carries on smoothly. Um, So Russia has basically been... uh, taken out of that uh, for the moment. Temporarily uh, outstood? Temporarily, Mm. or who knows, but uh, temporarily for the time being. Sure. Um, Now, the restricted items uh, of these export bans uh, will include electronics, semiconductors, computers, as well as uh, marine and aerospace equipment. Um, Korea will also promote the release of more strategic oil reserves to help stabilize the global energy market. Now, Korea doesn't directly depend that much on Russian oil but uh, obviously this is a global issue at the moment so mm. Korea is trying to do its part and controlling uh, international oil prices that's right uh, and it's also considering other measures including the resale of LNG uh, to Europe as well and um, already two leading banks in Korea one of them being Xinan the other wanted to remain uh, unnamed so they confirmed that while they haven't yet received specific guidelines from SWIFT they stopped trading financial trade financing with at least seven Russian banks. So the private sector is also joining in as well. All right, and on to our third keyword of the day. Wildfire hits southeast. It is a dry season after all, and we've been warned that these small fires can turn devastating rather quickly. A fast-spreading mm-hmm. wildfire continues to spread in the country's southeast. Uh, it already has caused massive damage and prom- uh, prompted a massive evacuation yesterday. What's mm-hmm. the latest? Yeah, so the blaze started on a hill in Hapchan County yesterday afternoon, and it spread north to nearby villages in Koryang County. Uh, The fire continued into the night and has spread across at least 200 hectares as of 9pm yesterday. That's equivalent to 280 football pitches. Now, strong winds, smoke and fog are making containment efforts difficult. Uh, 29 fire helicopters and over 1,000 personnel were mobilized to extinguish the fire, uh, but the helicopters had to be called back as the night fell Mm. due to low visibility, of course. Um, But firefighters and public servants were still striving to keep the blaze from spreading further overnight. Uh, Local authorities say they will deploy more helicopters, 47 in fact, this morning to continue fighting the blaze. Now, it's been the morning because strong winds are again forecast for about 12 p.m. today, so authorities are hoping to extinguish the flames by then. Mm. Um, Fire trucks and water tanks from neighbouring areas, Tegu and Busan, have also been sent to the scene as well. 
Uh, currently, the highest level three evacuation order is in place for the affected areas. Level three basically means that danger is currently affecting residents' mm. areas and they should leave immediately. And about a hundred residents are said to have fled already. And it seems that at least based on the latest reports, no casualties are reported, right? Right, thankfully, yeah. All right, and on to our pandemic coverage. This is our fourth keyword of the day. 130,000 range. So daily cases seem to have dropped a bit. Yes, 130,000. Mm. And, and it's still pretty high, right. but that slight dip is worth noting, isn't it? But mm. these are also early week numbers. So what yeah. should we really take into consideration? That's exactly right. It is a Tuesday. So there's a time when cases do tend to be a bit low. Uh, but there were 134,000 cases as of 9 p.m. yesterday. That's about 1,500 less cases than the same time the day before. Uh, but it is still nearly double well, when compared to a couple of weeks ago. So the spread is certainly ramping on. Um, and today's reported caseload is expected to be in the high 130,000 range because they counted till midnight. Mm-hmm. Now, the country also reported 114 deaths yesterday, which is a record daily high. Uh, And the ICU bed occupancy rate has also been on the rise, standing at nearly 50%. The number of patients receiving at-home treatment is nearing 800,000 and could exceed that number today. Um, Health officials predict 230,000 cases and some 1,200 critically ill patients around the time of the March 9th presidential election. And they also estimate uh, that the peak of the Omicron variant will come within the next couple of weeks with daily cases reaching up to 350,000, somewhere in that range. Mm. Now, health authorities also predict about 2,200 critically ill patients around the middle of this month as well. So the peak is yet to come. All right. And on to our fifth keyword of the day. Loan maturity extension. So Korea's financial regulator says local banks will again extend loan maturity and delay interest payments for smaller firms and merchants hit by the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. tell us the details. Yeah, so local lenders have decided to extend the measures by another six months. Now, the current measure was to end this month, in fact, so it is just yet another extension of the same thing. Uh, Since March 2020, lenders have been extending loan maturity for small SMEs and small merchants by six months to help ease their financial burden. This basically means they're giving them more time to pay off their loans and interest payments. Um, This would be the fourth extension, actually, since Mm. then. Um, The Financial Services Commission Chairman, Korsungbom, said the Omicron surge, as we just reported, is still posing risk to SMEs. It's Mm. not yet peaked as well, uh, hence the need for another extension. Uh, The FSC and local banks are still ironing out the details, uh, which are expected to be announced in the middle of this month. All right, and on to our last keyword of the day. Missile or satellites? So North Korea says a test conducted on Sunday was for development of a reconnaissance satellite system, but the images are incredibly blurry, raising mm. a few red flags, and South Korea isn't mm. convinced. Yeah, that's right. And uh, previous images or previous claimed successful satellite launches uh, are believed to be uh, not working as well. So mm. that's where some of the uh, skepticism is coming from. Right. But with the latest statement by North State Media, it says Sunday's test involved cameras for a a reconnaissance satellite uh, conducting vertical and oblique photography of a specific area of Earth. 
And it also released photos, as you said, of the Korean Peninsula that appeared to be taken from space, albeit very blurry and not the highest of definitions. Mm. Um, North Korea didn't directly acknowledge any missile launch, but the KCNA statement suggests the regime fired a rocket or a missile to take space, uh, space-based photos. Mm. Now, a spy satellite is among many sophisticated weapon systems that Kim Jong-un vowed last year to develop, um, including the recent hypersonic missiles as well. Uh, But South Korea and the US believe it to be a ballistic missile fired from an area near Pyongyang, and therefore Seoul expressed concern that North Korea could forge ahead with missile development that is banned by the UN Security Council. Um, The UN also views a satellite launched by North Korea as a cover for tests of missile technology, Uh, That's because ballistic missiles and rockets in satellite liftoffs share similar bodies, engines and Mm. other technology as well. You basically just take away the re-entry and disguise it as a satellite. Uh, You add that re-entry technology in, it becomes a ballistic missile. Mm. Um, Previous launches of what Pyongyang says are space rockets have also been criticised by Seoul and Washington as thinly veiled tests of ballistic missile technology. So it's not the first time that this has happened. Mm. It's happened twice before. So it's the same rhetoric once again. Thank you very much, Ion, for today's coverage. And thanks for coming in, despite mm-hmm. being a national holiday. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Us freelancers, right? right. Uh, was it drizzling on your way into work? A little bit. Right. A little bit. All right. Well, yeah. stay dry, and I'll see you tomorrow. You too. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.